Hi, welcome to series two of Soap from the Box, the ultimate TV podcast. I hope you've had a good week. In this podcast, I speak to some of the country's biggest soap stars. I'm Lee Salisbury and I directed some of the country's biggest soaps for over 10 years. This series, there are two episodes every single Sunday, so make sure you download and listen to both. For all you Hollyoaks fans, you're going to love this one. My next guest was born in Bradford, just actually around the corner from where I live. She got a degree in health and fitness before her acting career took off, but obviously with the long hours and the stunts in Hollyoaks, I'm sure it comes in very useful. She is, I think, the queen or princess of Hollyoaks. Please welcome Jennifer Jen Metcalf. Hi, Jen. Hi, that's gorgeous for you to say that. I'm great, thank you. I you? think you are, because I was saying to quite a lot, but obviously I've had some real legends on the soaps on. You're talking like William Roach, yeah. he's been in there 63 years or something. But you've mm-hmm. been in Hollyoaks, what is it now, 15 years, which is kind of like one of the longest running people. Yeah, I think um, we just celebrated our 25th anniversary last year. So, yeah, to spend um, over half of Hollyoaks' living life there, I'm, I'm pretty chuffed with that. I know, it's brilliant. And I always remember when I joined a soap, it's like, who are you nervous about meeting? It's always the people that you kind of love watching on it. So it was like Lacey Turner yeah. and Ruth Brown and he said, yeah. you, and, you and Hollyoaks. And literally every person I've wanted to be nervous about meeting are some of the nicest people. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So what we do is spend kind of half the time talking about the show and then a bit of time talking about you as well. So yeah, it was kind of your big breakthrough came in 2006. We'll talk about the other things you'd done. Um, and you mm-hmm. were Brian Car- Kirkwood's first cast. You know, Brian's like the king of Hollyoaks. Yes. Um, and he invented the the, the, um, um, the McQueen family. So mm-hmm. amazing. And they're now the longest serving family in Hollyoaks. But originally yes. I read you auditioned for the role of Claire Devine, who eventually went to Gemma Bissett's. Yeah, that's right. We did. It was about a two-month um, interview, uh, interview audition sort of process. Um, and yeah, I got down to the last sort of handful for that character. And then they had another quite a grueling, intense um, four or five weeks um casting for the McQueens and it, it were great it was such a great experience because you got to see all the other guys and um, they were sort of putting together families that the, the saw as that they could be Jenny. together yeah and um, lots of like improvisation work days in um like a hall all ju- all just all just seeing how we gelled and stuff and yeah it was it was um it was a really exciting time lovely time and I loved I loved the audition process well, I think it's quite unique, actually, because the Slaters did it, obviously, in EastEnders, but obviously being part of a new family from the beginning is great because obviously then when a new McQueen comes in, it's almost like these new actors are faced with the legendary McQueen. So it must be quite yeah. hard for actors coming into the family. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. Like, all all of us, like, I think we have got such a gorgeous kind of connection, all of us. But yeah, I think yeah. as soon as people come, they're just, we, we're welcoming with open arms, you know? Like, our latest one, Beth, who plays Cher, she's just come into it and she's just like, she's always been there, you know? I mean, I went through all the storylines preparing for this and it's, cr- I mean, the, I mean, obviously we know Hollyoaks is the most heightened soap ever because if you read yeah. your list of storylines, I mean, you would probably, you'd be in therapy or a home <laughs> in oh, real life. You wouldn't be functioning very well, that's for sure. So you, apparently as well, you took inspiration for the character from one of my favourite shows ever, Eva Longoria's role in Desperate Housewives. Oh, that, I mean, I said that years ago because <laughs> I, that's what I was watching at the time. And I was like, yeah. And, you know, I, for, I forgot about that. I just remember being dead sassy. Um, quite like she just wanted what she wanted. She was feisty and um, she was great to watch. And I think it was just sort of that character that were realistic enough, but 
um, I don't know, exaggerated enough that you gave her, that you could give plenty to watch, you know? I yeah. just really enjoyed watching her, yeah. That's, Apart I from being, I said like, that, savvy and kind of unapologetic. Yes, that's the like, word. Is there's loads of women out there that I think Mercedes is like, which basically she doesn't like other women apart from, like, her family, her sisters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I think there's yeah. loads of actually girls out there like that, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, that, that is, it's interesting you say that, Lee, because um, that's kind of what we've always gone off. But then when Mercedes has had friends or, or close sort of... Um, I don't know, chats like they've had a lot of close chats with like Anna Passy's character, Sienna. Um, and when they do couple us up with people, I know when we did the big Dr. Browning storyline, um, I was Sophie Austin and Steph Waring. Yeah. Yeah. The character works well with other strong women, I think. Um, we always put Mercedes with a man, and you know, I think I think that's where she's on fire. I think um that that's that's what we like to see her with, and that's all we kind of know her with. But I think it'd be good to explore like her friendship as well and other women yeah because i would love it the other character i'd love i think would be dynamite with her in another soap would be cat slater i think mercedes and cat slater together excellent oh yeah God, would be amazing yeah <laughs> but yeah. what i do is do a little kind of fun quiz to go through the storylines i mean you've been in there so long i wonder if you'll remember these things it's not like to test you really, just to get the story so my like from the oh, beginning is terrible i know don't worry every <laughs> actors who've only had a storyline like last month have gotten answers but can you remember yeah. who was responsible for giving russ your first kind of fella, an STD. Was it Tina? No, it was your mum. It was Myra. Oh, for a towel or something. Yeah. <laughs> I got crabs, yeah. I mean, how, God, finding out your mum's given an STD. And I was going to just yes. pick up then, obviously, like, Nicole came in as your mum. You've got Nana Moon there. You've got James Sun, the McQueen yeah. and Georgie Ports. I mean, so it's kind of quite amazing that when you create a family like that, it's almost like there's just, it always works when someone else comes in, doesn't it? I mean, is it hard for you when someone leaves because I know you left for a while when Gemma left is it hard mm. seeing characters come in or is it easy to welcome I mean I'm not saying in a personal way because obviously oh, you no I, I just honestly it, it's that sort of business especially Hollyoaks the people are always coming and going all the time and it is what it is you make gorgeous friends you know you're going to see them after if they want to leave it's the right decision for them if yeah. it's a storyline then so be it I, I don't feel heavy when it, with any of that no I just I go in I do my job I love my job and you make connections with people that you make connections with. And that's what I love about someone like you because you're younger. And also I think there's so many younger people who leave. Younger? Sober, but so many younger people who leave soap and want <laughs> to go to Hollywood and stuff, which is fine. But I think, I mm. think kind of soap could suffer if people don't stay in it. And I think as a younger actor, you get to play everything in a soap, don't you? Do you know what I mean? It's like that's a perfect what, job. That's what I love. I just, I just think if you're in England and you want to work every day as a job and you're an actor, what can you do other than a soap? Yeah. And, yeah. and you get to just go play a different person every day. And I I love my character. I absolutely love her. And there's no one I'd rather be for a few hours a day to escape myself now and again, you know? Yeah, so and I think it must, be, it must be quite cathartic playing Mercedes because I think there's nothing better than if you get to go into work and actually be, what, a bit bitchy, be whatever, go and sleep with different people, as in not really. Yeah. But, but to yeah. actually go and do it. And then at the end, the end of the day, there's no trauma. There's no drama because it's not actually really no. happened. Do you know what I mean? But you've got exactly. to expel it. It's such a it's such a a mad job, isn't it? It's like you go in, you it is. Sometimes I just think this is what we do. We pretend to be other people for a living. It's like we're still children, still, do you know? Yeah, playing it with is. toys. It's like it's crazy when you just stop and and take a breath. Um, but I won't have it any other way. I love that. That's true, actually. No one's ever said that, and it's true because mm. very when you're born from a young age, you're always it's part of your nature to dress up and like pretend to yeah. be people, isn't it? So it's, it's like it we're is. just refusing to grow up. 
Yeah, it's what's amazing. <laughs> I mean, everyone says on this, and I say the same, like we work in an industry that you do pinch yourself every day if you're getting paid for it. So like, really? Yeah, yeah. You pay me to do this that I love. Yeah, it don't feel like you work. And what's so funny in lockdown is obviously all the soaps have had to stop for a while and go back to old episodes. Did you watch any of your big older episodes and kind of, were you cringy or were you like, oh? Uh, I didn't, you know, Lee. I was just, I was that bloody busy just with a little boy off especially with the yeah. first lockdown it was intense and I don't watch any telly anyway I've just um I'm always like catching up with my friends or have people around or I, I just don't really watch telly there, there, maybe one or, one or two episodes I, I caught a little bit of I saw I saw Kira on it and I was just like oh man you look so different <laughs> but um I, I, I genuinely around that time because I'm putting my little boy to bed between sort of six half seven I've not watched any of it and it's not of for not of not wanting to I've just not had the time um okay so next question who was I mean this is going back in time and this leads me to a fun thing actually who was the boyfriend of sister Jackie that Mercedes slept with Tony yeah Nick Pickard yeah right and this leads me on because as I was reading I was like right the men are quite, it took up a whole page in my book right of reason. <laughs> So I'm going to count them. Just see if you can remember. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 11, 12. I've got 14. Do you boyfriends think... or husbands or what? Husbands, boyfriends. I'm not sure what base it was like with them. I think it was probably sleeping with them. and then Sle- oh, It's got yeah. to be more than that, Lee. It's got to be more than that. Well, who can you remember from... So, well, I've got... See if you can remember any more things. I'll listen. So there was Russ at the beginning, Stuart Manning, Warren Fox, yeah. Tony, Nick Picard, Reese, who played Andrew Moss, Danny Valentine, David Judge, uh, Malachi Fisher was Glenn, Chris Fisher, yeah. his dad. Was it Chris Fisher or his brother, Gerald McCarthy? Um, oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Calvin Valentine, yeah. uh, Ricky Costello, Rob Norby, that was Ricky Whittle as well. Carl, yeah. who was Riley's dad. Uh, yeah. Dr. Paul Browning. Uh, and you were with him for quite a while, actually. There was quite a gap where you didn't, I don't think you slept with anyone for quite a while with him. Um, Freddie Roscoe, Brian Knight, Duncan James. Was, Ryan, was Duncan the last? Yes, yes, yes. So it might only be 14. I mean, which actually, when you put No, it we've the, missed, we've, we've missed, right, no, there's loads more, you know. Is there? I, I, remember, I remember the late night episodes. Um, oh, she had an encounter with someone in the toilet. I remember um, <laughs> Dr. Browning's son after he died. Oh, yes. Um, oh, it's, it, we, we're up there in 20s, Lee, I'm sure. I think you might then go down in history. You could be one of the biggest uh, ones in soap, actually, for the amount of men. And I was, which, you know, what an accolade to have. Um, and some of them, are loads of gorgeous ones, especially because it's Hollyoaks. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. That's not a bad job. Um, I was there for Dr. Paul Browning. I mean, that was an amazing story, actually, wasn't it, with Joe? That was, I remember that. Oh, it, it, was, it was one of my favourites, that, Lee, over the 15 years. It was just such a gorgeous time. He's such a lovely man. We had a lovely friendship. I still speak to him now. And I remember at the time we were just, we were on the show all the time, seven days a week, um, 12 hours a day. But, you know, when it was just me and him in the flat doing what we did, I, I loved every minute of it. I, I couldn't get enough of it. He's, he's an amazing actor. Yeah, sometimes when you're paired with people, it just really works. Oh, and, and and you get each other as well, you know, yeah. them long days. It, it's not always roses. Sometimes you are shattered or you haven't slept or you're poorly. And we just pulled it, pulled each other through them days and then laughed and danced through the good days. We just, it, it's, it really was a special time. That. Yeah, because my first scenes on Hollyoaks actually were I, like, and this was a shock to me to the system because suddenly I was asked to direct other people's scenes as my first scenes. I was like, oh my yeah. God, I don't even know yeah. where, Thing, but I remember working with you two and you were great and I just I think it's 
he's just one of those people. It's so nice when someone's so lovely in real life and he then plays one of those. Yeah. Like, amazing. Um, yeah. And also, I have to mention to the listeners that, yeah, Hollyoaks works Saturdays, don't they? Which is the only soap that does that as well. Is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, yeah we've got one. We've got one next Saturday. Um, listen, I don't. I don't mind Lee. You know, like you usually get a day off fruit week for yeah, it. Um, exactly. I, 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 again, I love my job, and unless you've got something planned and one comes up, you're like, oh, you buggers. But generally, I, I don't mind. Well, it is like going to work with a group of mates, isn't it? So it doesn't matter. It's not yeah, like yeah. Anyway, um, exactly. Okay. So, uh, how did Dr. Browning try and make Mercedes and Myra rekindle their relationship when they fell out? God knows they fell out a million times, so I couldn't. Yeah, even, I no, don't even, he, when you he, say that, he faked a doctor's report saying Myra had cancer. Ah, yes, think, yes. yeah. And then you'll easily get talked about them. Who helped Mercedes push? I just love the questions. Who helped Mercedes push Dr. Browning off the dead body off a cliff? Um, oh, characters Cindy and Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw get so- him off. Get him off the cliff. And I mean, it is amazing, Hollyoaks, because it's so heightened. Those stories are, and I must be to Stephanie Place, Cindy, because she's been there. She must have been there since almost get go as well, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. I, I love her character. She's, I think she's an amazing actress. I've not worked with her for ages. And because everyone's kind of separated at work now, you might just catch him across the other side of the car park. You're like, oh, I miss you. One of the standout stories for me that you did, um, which is not too long ago, but when Mercedes learned that obviously her baby had died and she had to have induced labour. Um, mm. Now that's what a heavy, I mean, probably one of the heaviest stories, like a real heavy storyline probably that you've ever done, yes. isn't it? And yeah. What was it like, and I know you work with Count the Kicks, the charity on that. It Was it, yeah. how was it doing a story like that? I mean, did you feel obviously an honour to do it, but the pressure must be quite intense knowing that you are directly reflecting something that's so, you know, such a tragedy in people's lives. It, it was it was all of that. It was upsetting. It was rewarding. It was gorgeous to know that I could help so many people. The respond yeah. I've never ever had a response from a, about a storyline like I've had from that one. And you're just doing a storyline. You're just doing your job. You're doing it. You're giving it. You're doing it the justice that you you think it. Well, you know it deserves. But then to realise how many people you helped, yeah. I was just like, oh. I, uh, it was something else that for me, Lee. Did um, you get loads of letters and stuff? I mean, I did the cocktail yeah. where we got loads of letters, and Shane and yeah. from Corrie said that. I mean, Shane Ward said he's still stopped on the street all the time by like burly guys, yeah. giving him a little yeah. nod as if like thank you. I mean, you must have had the same. Yeah. I've never, I've never had that about any other storyline, and we've done all sorts, but that and. And, you know, filming it as well. I mean, when I first got the scripts, the lady that um, wrote the script, she'd been she'd been through it. Right. Um, so, and um, it just, the emotion jumped off the page. I mean, honestly, Lee, everyone were going, oh, you smashed it. You've done such a good job. It, it brought the message that needed to be. I'm like, I didn't have to do F all. Yeah. Literally, I was reading them on my couch, the first drafts, and I was just bawling my eyes out. So when I got to set, I was, I just went, can, can I, can we just not do a rehearsal? Because I knew the emotion was just there. And it, it, it was, it was overwhelming time. It was tiring. It was, yeah. you know, cause how we film it as well. It's not one day on screen that could be filmed over two, three weeks. And it's really interesting you say that. Cause when I did the cop death with Charlotte Bellamy, actually we did this. She was like, I really don't want to rehearse. Yeah. I just want to go for it. And I think on, I swear on multi-camera, I suppose it was easier, but I just remember those yeah. scenes when she found the baby dead. It was just, I mean, it was live with me forever, her running down the stairs, because it was, yeah. she had just, had you had a kid by then as well? 
no I hadn't I hadn't so it, that that was that was quite nerve-wracking as well because I'm trying to tap into something that I've never even remotely yeah. had an experience I've never been pregnant I've never had a child I've, I've never lost one and, and to try and go there I mean that's all right if you if you've just lost your husband and I've never been married it's, you can you can do yeah, that sort of storyline yeah 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 but yeah. The, the delicacy that you had to do it with as well and the respect and everything you had to do it with, it with the pressure of that. But also, I ain't got a clue what to tap into here. But that's where the writer's words were that gorgeous, yes, that's yes. spot on. I almost didn't need it, Lee, and that's madness. Yeah, I that's think a, That's need, a very good script. Yeah, that's what you need. I mean, we had the same, actually. And the writer said to me, and this sold it to me, because obviously, as a director, I'd never gone through that or known anyone's gone through that but she, yeah. what she had done in that script was every character she tried to reflect a reaction that people would have outside who'd gone through it yeah so if you, that mum might see herself in the granddad or the friend but she tried to and once I knew that it was like ah oh, right okay you know it's not just the mum's point of view every no. story here is reflective of someone yeah. at home and I just think that's the power we have when you feel like you're doing something really important. Don't yeah. You know, stories. It's amazing. Like, I'm so proud of I, it. I, did, I don't think I've realised the importance of it till afterwards. I remember when Brian told me that we were going to do this story. I mean, this is how naive, young, um, I don't know, whatever you can call it. I, I, when he said we're going to do a stillbirth storyline, I was like, oh, wh what does that mean? Yeah. That's how, like, clueless, ignorant, whatever you want to call it, I was of it. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> Um, and that's important uh, because I don't think it's clues. I think because it's one of those things that no one talks about. You know, like people have had miscarriages and they don't because it's just yeah. Not hence why, thing. hence why it was so. And you know, when you look into it, most people that have that have had stillbirths, I've got close friends that have. They what the, the the way that they not get over it. I don't think you ever get over anything like that. How they manage that emotion yeah. is by talking about them. There was here. There was a person, and yeah, so yeah. yeah the idea that everyone kind of goes quiet because they don't know what to say is probably the worst thing that you could do. do yeah things like this open it up I mean I've said this a few times but quickly we had a letter when we did the cot death the most amazing is from a woman who had lost their baby in a cot death and she said basically she watched the show and made her husband watch it and they hadn't spoken about it for a year since it happened they just stayed up all night cuddling and talking about it and you just read that and oh. you oh my god Oh, That's incredible. Like, it's not for, yeah. work, not for anything else. Like, if you can just help it's, one person in that situation. Yes. Yeah, that means more than anything. Yeah. So, and well done, because it was amazing. And I think what's so Thank great, is because especially for you, because Hollyoaks is so heightened out of reality quite a lot of the time. Do you know what I mean? Mm, I think mm. It's quite hard then to do something that's actually founded in reality. Yeah, but I do think that's what's great about Hollyoaks as well oh, and the totally. show in general, that they can... It, it, I don't know, they get away with it. It's that little bit more film-like, in my opinion. They can get away of, of doing that switch. And it's even, like, it's, it's good that the whole show can do that. But And down to characters as well. Like, my character can blooming. She can be in the most, you could say, in inverted commas, unrealistic situations. But then we can bring her right down there. And that's exactly. why I'm so that lucky and privileged to play a character like this. I remember reading that you had said that Mercedes is one of those characters that basically seems to never, she'll never have a happy ending because she always wants to just, she unfortunately wants to destroy everything. Do I, don't, I don't think she wants a happy ending. <laughs> you, yeah, some people are like that as well. I think people exist some, that. They want the drama just, in the does a happy ending exist? It doesn't, yeah. does it? It's so right. And it's an important message for everyone to listen to because I did this show like in LA with billionaires. And yeah. Like they had everything. But in the end, yeah. everyone's got the same raw emotions, anger, hurt, yeah. jealousy, love. You uh, want to be happy and you want to, you want to experience love. That's it.
whatever exactly. that looks and like. And it doesn't matter how much money you've got or what you've got. And nope. also, you're then, like you said, you're looking for the next bit of excitement. Like, yeah. if buying a television excites me, if someone can afford 10 televisions a day, what excites them? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. It's so, yeah. it's so true that actually um and also she also probably doesn't have much self-worth which again it's a big thing in our society i think uh-huh. girls feeling like yeah. they've got this bravado about them but underneath it all they don't actually feel confident about themselves no exactly um so anyway so i'm gonna say i mean what a story so what would you say was i mean we've talked about that story a lot which must have been one of your favorites but do you remember kind uh-huh. of what's in your like favorite scene or is there a scene that will always live with you filming Um. I mean, you've hit too big. When when I think about last 15 years, I'd always mention the still, I'd always say the stillbirth storyline is one of my obviously difficult storylines, but favourites to explore and the impact that it had and everything um, and how many people it helped. And I always say I love working with Dr. Browning and all our episodes. I mean, when when you do the big stunts, Lee, you know they're fab. They're a little bit out of order. I remember the... I always like going away, obviously, with you. When they say we're going to a beef at a film for a week, you what? Get me on that plane. Do you know what I mean? Like, them times are special. Because did you do that? Actually, I didn't know you did that. Did you go to a beef? Oh, a good week? few times, you know. They, I've, I've been to Alicante wow. once. Um, a beef for twice. Did was you go to Vegas? Because I read one of the storylines was in Vegas. No, I think my character went off to Vegas, but they didn't oh, do anything okay, there. So I've been away about three times and you're literally going away with your best friends, your oh crew that God. you don't get to bond that, you know, so much with, like actually yeah. go on a holiday with your best friends, get paid for it, have an amazing time in the sun. Oh, amazing. We went, um, it was actually Palmer the last one we went through, we went to for once in Palmer. It was Palmer when I first came back off my maternity leave and I remember they were like, right, so we're going to film for 10 days in Palmer, but I'd not left my little boy and he was only 10 months old and I was like, I'm so sorry, I think all I'll be able to manage to do is like four or five days because I'm just not ready with my first yeah, filming, yeah. you know, coming back, going out of the country. And they were like, okay, right, we can get all yours into four or five days. Now, I was, it was so gorgeous that they could do that for me. Oh, Lee, I were out there two days. I was like, damn it. Why didn't I say I could do yeah. 10 days? That's amazing. Was... What you need to do is have more babies and leave more often. So, And then to tie you back, they need to take you somewhere again. Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> yeah. the perfect thing. I can't believe you went yeah. to That's like the dream. I mean, oh, a beef and, but then we were filming literally like half seven in the morning yeah half seven half eight at night you know lee so it it, it was and, and in the heat i remember i had my big baby bump on as well i'm sure i was pregnant with riley at the um, riley's baby at the time and it was this rubbery thing i was just taking it up whipping it off oh, anywhere on the beach to get a breather it was height of summer when we were filming so you know it did come with it like you were yeah. like yes get us out there and then you were like jesus christ this is a lot um, I used to do the BBC holiday programme and everyone was so jealous but I used to be like but the worst thing was we used to do long film day you'd be like you'd be getting up and people would be having their gorgeous breakfast and going by the pool yeah. and lugging equipment around yeah but so, I mean then you look around and then you finish at, at, at 8 o'clock and you can go have a beer on beach you're like nah this is alright yeah no this is alright exactly. as much as I love the, the studio this is this is decent and then I remember once sitting in an infinity pool with Craig Dole the presenter just being like this is actually the best job ever like in amazing. it, in it. What was it like filming Ibiza as in? Because I've never done a soap on location and I know just from going like to Leeds City Centre or something, it's a nightmare with people. What was it like in Ibiza yeah. loads of drunk people filming Hollyoaks? So when we was filming, like we filmed a lot um, on a nudist beach because oh it was God. quite a secluded beach. Everyone kind of left us to it. Um, we did, did we in Ibiza do the strip? 
I know in Palmer we'd went to like Magaluf and actually did a bit oh like on God. the street. That were yeah, and we did a little bit. I'm sure in a beefer when I, I was doing stuff with Claire Cooper, and I'm sure we were doing it. But it went on the it, they tried to pick the quieter kind of ones and we'd choose the time of day to do it that we could say it were nine o'clock at night but it won't it were 11 o'clock in, in the morning, morning you know everyone's still, everyone's still in bed yeah um so we, we we managed all that i think i think um all them things that you think are gonna be the problems when you get out there they were the easy ones it was just it, it was paddling the heat really hey, but yeah, the, oh yeah, when yeah. we went to be for the, the catering was unbelievable massive pans of paella these gorgeous oh. homemade pasties i swear like some of the best food i've ever had where did you say in san antonio like i beat the town i think it was san antonio bay yeah oh amazing yeah i can't i can't remember but hey it's a beef it's one of my favorite islands get me there Oh, it's one of my favorite. That's one of the things I miss. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh. it's just, we're, we're, that's not going to be a first trip when we come out. Just because you arrive there and it's just a totally different vibe you've, to where in the world. You've got everything. It's cool. It's sexy. It's funky. You want to go nuts all night. You can. You want to sit on a beach and go quiet. You want to, I think it's for families, for couples, for, for Mick. I just think it's, it's such a perfect island. Yeah, well, we really need to vibe. I did a show like the Billionaire Show in Ibiza as well. So I made, I was going around just making all these amazing contacts. So people were waiting yeah. in hotels. I was like, oh my God, this is perfect for my next trip. And then lockdown happened. Yeah. Oh. Who would you say is, um, if you could be one other character, if you could play another character in any other soap, who would it be, do you think? I mean, I don't, I don't really, I really watch them. any of it. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not that. Do you know what? Sometimes I'd love to watch the other soaps as well to see what everyone's up to. And, and when people go, oh, so-and-so, I'm like, oh, gosh, because I just don't watch anything. I do think you uh, have to get on. Um, I think that would be like fireworks. Not get on, but like be totally competitive with each other. I think. Who's that? Pat Slater in EastEnders. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with that let's one. Go with I know that. her because she's legendary and amazing actress. So yeah, let's go she with is. that one. I did mm-hmm. when I was doing it. EastEnders actually, I did this swap over for children. Either we took Corrie and EastEnders people to each other, and it was filmed. Uh, oh, okay. you had like uh, uh, Bev Callard's character and Cat Slater working in the pub. It was so. so that's fun. cool. Yeah, that's really good. I didn't know you really did good. that. So we'll just talk about you to end the podcast. Obviously, we said you grew up in Bradford and you went to Scala Kids, which is the big agency up here. Was yeah. it? Did you find it easy up north? Like if there's youngsters now in the north, is it easy to find acting opportunities? Like you don't have to be in London or down south. I mean, I never have been. And I've ended up with a, a, a gorgeous career in, you know, on telly, yeah. acting, whatever you want to say. Um, so... For me, I didn't have to. I don't know what the world is now because obviously, when I started, I was like twelve. So that's um, a good few years ago, let's say. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I I just think you look at your local resources. If you've got anything on your doorstep, then that's the first place to go. And it's it's all local. It's local businesses. It's it, it, it that that was for me like the obvious choice. I know there was Scala in Stage Eighty Four. So that Scala were closer. Let's try that, and it worked really well for me. Um, but if you have to go further afield and, and that's what you want to do and that's the avenue you want to go down, then you just do it, don't you? And I think you were a message earlier. That's what I mean. If youngsters get in soaps and stuff, it's amazing because it's still a really hard profession. Do you know what I mean, isn't it? It's yeah. So, so hard. You can leave a soap and still 
not go anywhere because that's just the nature of yeah. the thing. But I read the one oh. of the first early roles as in My Parents Are Aliens. I used to love when I was young. Oh, that was only, t- that was tiny. So I did quite a lot of little parts when I was younger before I, d- I went and did my degree and stuff. And then I, g- I got Hollyoaks straight away after that, really. Because I read you in Emmerdale as well. Were you in Emmerdale? Yeah, I did that for five episodes. It was oh, all just like five episodes on that. Um, I'd done Where the Heart Is, yeah. Home of the Braithwaite's. Um, what else did I do? We did a little one-off drama with Sarah Lancashire. That were a really good little part. Um, oh, what was that? that were called Birthday Girl. So it was all quite northerny based drama. And that seemed to be kind of where my career were going. But obviously, um, I stopped getting auditions through Scarlet because I'd got a bit older. So then I went and just did the degree. And then as soon as I came back into it, um, the first audition that my agent got me was this. And then I went in, I just, yeah, fell into this. That's amazing you did a great degree as well. I think that's a really clever thing to do because I always say to I just, when I do honestly, classes, have a backup as well. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Lee, it, it wasn't even about that. Honestly, I'd love to say, yes, I was being clever. I was, <laughs> you know, I wanted to back up. I literally, I got at my agent. My agent stopped getting me stuff. I didn't know how to go about getting an adult agent because I just didn't. I thought, oh, yeah. that's it then now. I didn't really want, know what to do with my life. I knew I wasn't ready to work because I couldn't be bothered. And I thought what can I do in the meantime? I may as well get a degree in something I'm enjoying. I'd started the gym. I enjoyed it while I'm figuring my life out. And then now it's like, oh, well, yeah, it's good. I've got it in my back pocket, but I did it just out of, I don't know what to do. That's why sometimes I think, think yeah, some people go, I don't know what to do right now. I don't know where to be. You don't know where to be. So what do you, what can you do today? You enjoy the gym. That's the, that's the thing that you're loving in life at the minute. So go do a degree in that. What's the worst case that you end up in degree in yeah, exercise? Yeah, it's when, pretty good. Yeah, it's not a worst case, it, is it? Really, I thought that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, exactly. When you went into things like Emmerdale, I mean, did you sit there in these little roles thinking, "Oh my god, I'd love to be like one of these main people"? Do you know what I mean? Of what? That yes. is what I want. Yeah, of, of course. But I think one of the reasons I've always um, found success, and I feel like I am, I'm, I'm success in my own eyes, yeah, like where I want well. to be and achieve it. Um, I feel like the reason I've done that is because in the moment I've always loved where I am and not yeah. thought, oh my God, I really want to get that part. I haven't. I've gone and gone, this is my little part today. I'm going to do this part like I am the star of the show. Totally. And I'm just going to, so I'm going to give it my, I'm going to give it my all. And th- and that's it. And I think that kind of energy that you put out there um, eventually comes back. It totally does. And like, I remember Roxy, who's in Emmerdale, who plays Layla, she was just employed like to work in the factory she yeah. had like the odd line and she just uh-huh. made a character for herself. Like in yeah. the it's not it wasn't about anybody else. Yeah. No, and they, and they gave the her a job because they just saw it. Because I always yeah. say to actors, you can you can if you're a really good actor, you could play a whole scene on you without talking. Yeah. You just play yeah. the whole thing on you. So, I, mean, uh, I just I think, think I think I think in this competitive industry as well, it's just just stay in your own lane. Like just just do do, do you it's not it's not competitive because you're on the same show like you're playing a different type of character it's going to get might get used more than that character it, it doesn't matter do the best what you're doing for your character and just yeah stick with you yeah totally and then obviously congratulations on becoming a mum and the last question is like Thank you. It, how obviously we know it changed your life but does it change how does it change your life as an actor like I mean obviously you've still got a constant job which is great but mm. you find it much harder now juggling that and learning life oh. and I could say harder, but then I found a, a, an extra new love for my job that I didn't think I could love it anymore since having my right. little boy. Because I think before I had him, um, I, was, I've always loved my job. But then you'd you'd go out, you'd socialise with your friends after work, you'd you'd go on all your mini holidays, 
every now and again and I love to travel I think now because because you don't get to go out all the time you don't want to go out all the time because you're a bit tired your work becomes your your social life everything it becomes your little bit of time for you and that's the thing like this lockdown oh my gosh I feel so heavy for people that are not working and nurseries and schools are not open for them but I've still got my job and I've still got nursery open so I and and what more can you want? We've got our health and we're happy in our lovely you know. home. It's like I feel keeping, very. You're also privileged. keeping loads of people at home happy because I think over yeah. lockdowns as well. Shows like Soaps, especially nostalgia, and comfort. Com- it's like comfort food. Do you know what I mean? It's like like we said, Soaps really help people get through the days, so they look forward to that. Yeah. And that's great. So. You it are doing something very valuable. Well, listen, it's been amazing to have you on. I know there's so many people can't wait for this. And um, it's amazing oh. to catch up. And yeah, keep keep doing it. And we'll, we'll definitely see each other in Ibiza. We're Hopefully so I'll see you soon. Um, ideally in Ibiza. Not, yeah, not ideally in Ibiza. Queen. I think that's what we have to make the deal. I'll give you these contacts. There's a ma- this amazing new hotel, basically, that this girl I met out there is open. The W Hotel. It's crazy amazing. And so I'll give okay. you contacts for that. Yeah. But, um, Send it over. Listen, we'll take care and I will catch up with you soon. You too, Lee. Speak to you soon. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to the brilliant Jennifer Metcalf for being a guest on the podcast. Remember, this series of Soap from the Box, there are two episodes to download every single Sunday. And the other episode this week is very exciting. Remember when Kylie and Jason were in Neighbours? Well, so were these two. Jeff Payne and Lucinda Cowden, who played Clive and Melanie, they are back on Ramsey Street and they are on Soap from the Box. So please listen to that. Thanks, as usual, to David Stevens and the Bothy for their edit and technical wizardry and to Ian McCallum for his press help. Keep in touch with me all week on social media at Soap from the Box on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and stay safe and I'll see you next week. Soap from the Box.